This is the Hasidic Story Project with Barack Holman, podcasting from Jerusalem, Israel. You'll never know, you'll never know, you'll never know, you'll never know. To become a supporter of this podcast, please go to HasidicStory.com, H-A-S-I. DICstory.com. In the 1980s, Rabbi Yisrael Zussman was a young man in Bnei Brak. And even though he wanted to learn Torah all the time, he was compelled by circumstances to go into business. And his business was quite successful. He was very happy with his success. However, his real desire was to be learning Torah all the time. And he didn't know what to do. One day after sharing this problem with one of his friends, his friend suggested that he go into an age-old Yisachar Zavulun pact, in which a businessman would support a Torah scholar. And Rabbi Slayel, he liked this idea. After consulting with Rabbi Aaron Steinman, the head of the Panovich Yeshiva in Bnei Brak, he decided to make a deal with somebody. And he asked Reb Steinman for a suggestion. The Rosh Yeshiva said that he had just the right person in mind, a Rabbi Yudaikin who was a direct descendant of the Vilna Gaon and dedicated his life to learning Torah and serving Hashem. When Rabbi Yudaikin was asked, he agreed to the proposition, but he refused to accept anything more than the bare necessities he would need to get by. So the partnership was agreed upon, and Rabbi Slyle would send the money to Rabbi Yudaikin, and Rabbi Yudaikin would be learning Torah all day, and part of his Torah learning was in the name of Rabbi Slyle. And years went by with this arrangement, and everything was going well. And one day, Rabbi Slyle was traveling on a business trip to New York. And before he left, he received a frantic phone call from a close relative of his that had heard that he's traveling to New York. She said that she has a very important request of him, and that he has to promise to fulfill it no matter what. So curious, Rabbi Slyle said, of course, whatever you need. And he went over to his relative's house. When he got there... He saw his relative was very distressed. She was expecting, and she told him tearfully that she had recently been diagnosed with a malignant tumor. The doctors ordered immediate chemotherapy, and since she was pregnant, they recommended that she also abort. The doctor that was treating her even told her, if you were my daughter, I would unhesitatingly tell you to abort. The desperate woman begged her cousin, please, you have to do me a favor. I don't want to abort, and I also want to have a fuashnema. Please, when you're in New York, you have to go to Lubavitcher Rebbe and ask him for his advice. What should I do in this situation? And so Rabbi Yisrael, of course, he couldn't refuse. And the next Sunday, he found himself at 770, Lubavitch International Headquarters in Crown Heights, waiting in line to receive a dollar from the Rebbe. This happened to be on the 26th of Adar, 5752. And it was one minute before 7 p.m., which was in the last hour that the Rebbe ever distributed dollars. The Rebbe's attendants were quickly pushing everyone by. There were thousands and thousands of people online, everybody waiting for their moment to be in front of the Rebbe. And Rebbe Slyle, he didn't know what to do. He realized that if everybody delayed, even just for a few seconds, it would take hours longer. But this was a matter of pikuach nefesh. This was a matter of life and death. And so he made a decision. No matter what, when he gets in front of the Rebbe, he's going to grab onto the Rebbe's table and demand that the Rebbe answer him. 
And so, when he came in front of the Rebbe, he felt the hands of the attendants pushing him along, but he grabbed them to the Rebbe's table, and they pushed him even harder, but the Rebbe gave them a look, a look that the attendants understood that they had to wait a minute for the Rebbe. And so Rebbe Slyle explained the dilemma of his relative as quickly as he could. The Rebbe asked him for her name and the name of her mother, and then suddenly the Rebbe closed his eyes and then opened them, and Rebbe Slyle felt like the Rebbe had taken a trip to the higher realms and then came back into this world. The Rebbe turned to him and he said, It's not the disease that you said, it's something else. The doctors should be told to look for something else. Rabbi Yisrael, he just stood there in shock. He didn't know what to do. But the Rebbe continued, What she has is not the disease, so there's no place for the other question. The Rebbe was talking about terminating the pregnancy. She will give birth, and it will be a very special child. Rabbi Yisrael was besides himself, and immediately he ran to a payphone, and he called his relative to convey the words of the Rebbe. The relative insisted that new tests would be taken. And when the tests were taken, it revealed no trace of the cancer. She completed the pregnancy and gave birth to a healthy baby boy. The professor who had been treating her was in total shock and confused. And she was even upset. She started telling the relative, You must have gone to another doctor. What did you eat? What did you do different? What kind of treatment did you have? You must have done something. And the relative said, No, I just sent my cousin, Rabbi Yisrael, to the Rebbe, and he can explain it to you himself. So Rabbi Sile, when he came back to Israel, he went and visited this professor, and he personally shared all the details of everything that had transpired with the Rebbe. The professor was visibly moved, and she even banged on the table and said, If I never believed in God before, I certainly believe in God now, because this is 100% proof that there is a God. Rabbi Sile decided to share the story with his business partner, Rabbi Yudaikin, and he told him the whole story in detail. He also said to Rabbi Yudaikin, he said, you know, you and I, we're both from a Lithuanian background, and we don't have any connection with the Hasidim at all, but you have to admit, this is quite a miracle. And Rabbi Yudaikin himself was taken aback, and he said, the truth is, it's very hard to believe. If I didn't hear it from you, I wouldn't even consider the truth of it all. He said, I have to verify the details, and if it's true, I promise to begin studying Chabad Hasidis. True to his word, after verifying the story, Rabbi Yudaikin started studying the Tanya, the foundational work of Chabad Hasidis. And after several years of studying the Tanya, he recently printed a 500-plus page book of his notes on the Tanya. So by visiting the Rebbe, Rabbi Yisrael not only brought salvation to his relatives, he also helped his business partner to come closer to Hashem and find a new way to serve HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Ay, ay, ay.